We are all part of the communion of saints, and every day we walk the road to heaven with the help of that holy cloud of witnesses St. Paul describes in his letter to the Hebrews. Today, veteran homeschooling mom Belinda Mooney is here to teach us about praying with the saints on their feast days. Stick around. Welcome to Homeschooling Saints, the podcast that helps you create the homeschool you love for the people you love. Our host is Lisa Maladnik, a Catholic life coach, TV host, best-selling author, and an instructor at Homeschool Connections. Before we get started, remember to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to join our channel. Hello and welcome. I'm Lisa Maladnik, your host, and today our guest is Belinda Taro Mooney, here to talk about praying with the saints on their feast days. Belinda Taro Mooney is a mom, lifelong Catholic, secular Carmelite, author, and poet. She is also a licensed social worker and addictions professional. Belinda currently teaches at LSC Montgomery in basic counseling skills and addictions courses and did some development work recently at Belmont Abbey. She has written on Catholic topics such as Christ the King, Lord of History, the Continuing Story with Anne Carroll, and Praying with the Saints on Their Feast Days, a 365-day prayer journey. She also writes on professional topics such as my Therapeutic Lifestyle Changes Workbook, Creating a Comprehensive Plan for a Calm, Ordered Life. And there's a Catholic edition coming soon. So if you want to find out and keep in touch with her and grab that book while you can, including her um, 365-day Praying with the Saints book, sign up at her website. That's tlcwellnessinstitute.com, and that's in the show notes. And we'll have her social media and email address as well in the show notes. Welcome to the program, Belinda. It's good to see you. Hi, Lisa. Good to be here. Yeah. So step us into just why is it important for us to pray with the saints individually and as a family? Okay. Well, um, you know, if you're trying to teach your children what the communion of saints is and how the church sees that, it's really important that you start with understanding the liturgical year and helping them to figure out Oh, today is, uh, yesterday was St. Raymond and Nantes' feast day. You know, and you, you're going to eventually help them to learn who, uh, I'm sorry, so many thoughts come at the same time, whose feast day it is when they step into the new morning. Um, they're going to come mm. on and say, oh, it's St. Dominic today, Mom. Great. That's exactly what you want because now you're going you're gonna to have that community of saints and it's going to be a living, real thing. Right. So um, trying to have a way to help children and ourselves stay on track with who is having a feast day to day. It's helpful if you have a liturgical calendar that you get once a year from the church, but it's not all the saints are on those calendars. And I'm finding that out as I'm writing this 365 days of saints. I'm, I'm having to go look everywhere for who are the saints that whose feast days are on these days that there's no one on the calendar. But um, it is, it's been a wonderful journey because now I'm learning new, I'm having new brothers and sisters in heaven. I'm learning new things about these people that I didn't know about. So, um, yes. Yeah, so if you, Start working with yourself, praying with the saints on their feast days and with your children. Then as a family, you're going to be using um, this 
a liturgical year to ground yourself in the communion of saints. And uh, St. Gertrude said that the saints are the most powerful on their feast days. And this is something that Jesus directly told her to do. Pray to them for for their intercession or ask them for their intercession on their feast days. And so what I kind of learned from St. Gertrude was, oh, okay, on August 8th, I'm going to be all day long talking to St. Dominic because I want I want him to be praying with me for this, that, and the other, you know, for all my friends, my family, et cetera. And um, the other thing that I understood was that instead of giving them a long laundry list and then asking them to, to ask our Father and Jesus what, what we need, it's more effective if I say, St. Dominic, would you pray with me? And then, Father, I need this, 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 and this, and give the laundry list directly to God or Jesus, or the Holy Spirit, um, the person of the Holy Trinity, or the whole Holy Trinity that we're talking to. And so that was just a, I don't know how to explain that, except to say that that really changed my whole prayer life. St. Gertrude is the only female saint to be called the Great, and there's a reason for that, because she had all these mystical experiences and all these things that Jesus taught her about how to pray, that when I was reading the book, about it's sort of like a 30-day retreat, but you can't do it in 30 days. It's so deep that there's so much stuff you can like read one page at a time. When I was reading that book, I would stop and say, can you really do that? Can you really pray like that? Like she would just take everybody's, all their their merits and their sufferings and she'd apply them right now at this point in time. Like she did all kinds of stuff that I never even thought to do. But once I started praying like that and I started praying with the saints on their feast days, like she said, I started seeing a lot of the things that I needed for other people getting done. Because those saints are right there in front of the holy face of God. And they are totally pure. They're not asking so that, oh, you can think I'm holy. They are. And they're totally pure. And when they ask, they get what they want, especially when we ask on their feast day. So if you want to pray in power, that's my first thing. If you want to teach your children how to pray in power from an early age, help them learn who's whose uh, feast day it is today. And when you're going to Mass, you can ask that saint to pray with you, pray the Mass with you. You can pray throughout the day. St. Dominic, pray with me right now. St. Therese, pray with me right now on October 1st. You know, like you'll, you'll end up knowing who who is on what day. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. And I don't know if it's complete, but I love the free Laudate app, which I have on my phone. And if you click Saint of the Day, you'll get quite a few. You'll get various saints, and they have brief little histories that are nice. So you can learn a little something about them. Um, And also, would you mind uh, giving us, and maybe we'll just put it in the show notes, the name of St. Gertrude's 30-day, whatever that you were describing, that resource? Well, that one's called Love, Peace, and Joy, a 30-day retreat with St. Gertrude. I don't really recommend that for most people, unless you've had a long-time prayer life and you're a cont- more of a contemplative person, mm-hmm. it's going to be difficult and you're going to feel frustrated. Okay. Um, but Somebody might be curious about it, though, and since you and, mentioned and, it, I'd like to link and, out to it. And if you do get it, then go slowly and chew on it and just sit with it and don't try to do it in 30 days because you shouldn't, really. <laughs> think about three times what they say and just go slow and read a page at a time and try to incorporate what they're saying and see if you can understand and and do it because it took me a, a lot of time and I've been yeah. daily for a lot of years but the reason I guess I'm talking about St. Gertrude is because 
the, these saints on their feast days are the most powerful, and she was the one to get it, but hardly anybody reads her things now. She lived in the Middle Ages, and so, you know, I just want to get it out there. And, I just, and so, like the, like the thing you just mentioned, that's what the book is going to do. I'm going to have a, a little bio, a quote by the saint or about the saint by someone if, if they're a very... Uh, unknown saint. We don't even, we can't even find a quote because believe me, I'm doing a lot of research. I'm looking everywhere I possibly can, but sometimes I can't find him. So I might have a quote about him. And then I'll have a prayer at the end. Dear Father, through the intercession of St. Dominic, we ask you for these virtues. And it's mostly the virtues that that person, that saint had, and then uh, inspire us to um, help people to know the truth and not to fall into heresy. See, it'll be something about what he did in his life and he's praying with us because we're asking his intercession. So mm. uh, that's what I have found to be the most effective way to pray with the, the communion of saints. Yeah. And just for anyone listening who's saying, gee, that's kind of a churchy expression, the communion of saints. Could okay. you give us just a nutshell understanding of what do we mean by that? Okay. So in the, in, in the church, we learned that the communion of saints is the church triumphant, those people in heaven, the church suffering, uh, those people who are in purgatory, and the church militant, that's us, <laughs> yes. fighting, our way, fighting our way and doing spiritual warfare and trying to trying to help as many people come to God as, as they can. So yeah. when we're, the church believes that just like we uh, I would ask you, Lisa, to pray with me right now for whatever needs I have. Or you would say, hey, Belinda, I need you to pray with me. Well, then those people in heaven, they can pray with us. And so we just ask them to pray with us. And, um, you know, without trying to get us too far off the topic, I think it's really more appropriate for us to say praying with the saints than praying to the saints, because that really blows the mind of everybody who's not Catholic. They think we're, we're treating saints like God, and we absolutely are not. We're treating them like brothers and sisters, just like you. I would grab your hand, and I'd say, hey, I need you to pray with me, and we pray together. We're going to grab their hands, except they're right before his holy face, and they're pure. Yeah. It's a whole lot of difference. And so um, I just wanted to make that clear, that this is a real living body. And, and when our children know and when we know that we can pray in power, if, if everybody in the world would know about this, all Christians would know about the communion of saints, even if they weren't Catholic, if they just knew about the communion of saints and they at least believed that, we would be praying, we would see a lot of things turn around in the world. And so yeah. that's why I'm writing the book about praying with the saints. And that, by the way, is a tentative title. It may get changed if the publisher decides they want to do something else or we want to do something else. But that's the title that was on my heart when I started working with this stuff. And that's so that you can raise up a family of intercessory prayer warriors. Mm, so Any good. kind of Christian you are, you can raise up a family of intercessory prayer warriors. Amen. So, all yeah. right. We are going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors now, everybody, our wonderful folks at Homeschool Connections. We are talking with Belinda Taro Mooney about praying with the saints on their feast days, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Walter Crawford. And I'm Maureen Whitman. We are the co-founders of homeschoolconnections.com and proud sponsors of the Homeschooling Saints podcast. 
which is here to help you homeschool more joyfully, more easily, and more effectively. We want to thank you for listening. And we invite you to check out our courses at homeschoolconnections.com. And now back to our program. All right, we are back with Belinda Taro Mooney, and we are talking about praying with the saints on their feast days. Belinda, just take us into maybe a few since we're coming up on November soon, and we've got All Saints and All Souls coming up. What are some saints for November that we can look forward to and maybe prepare so that we can pray with the saints during November? Okay, so there will be some that you'll know, like November 3rd and 4th, you know St. Martin de Porres, the um, saint from Lima that was there at the same time as four other huge saints. That's St. Rose of Lima, St. Terebius, he's got a Spanish last name, Morajevo, and um, St. John Messiah, St. Francis Solano. All those saints were right in Peru at the same time. And we're celebrating his particular feast day on the 3rd. St. Rose is on my mom's birthday. That's August 23rd. But in any case, you'll, you'll learn that Okay, St. Martin is on November 3rd. St. Charles Borromeo, a big, huge Catholic reformer. When the Protestant revolt happened, there were true Catholic reformers who were actually reforming the church. They they didn't leave the church and go outside and divorce us. They stayed in the church and they, they did the hard work. And he was one of them. And his is on the 5th. And then on the 6th, uh, excuse me, his is on the 4th. Then on the 5th is uh, Saints Elizabeth and Zachary you know, the parents of St. John the Baptist. So these are saints that most Catholics would be at least have heard of, right? And so the first, November 1st, will be All Saints. Second will be All, All Souls. Third will be Martin de Porres. Fourth will be Charles Borromeo. And fifth will be Elizabeth and Zachary. And those, you kind of go along and say, yeah, yeah, I've heard of those, right? But then you get to the fifth, I mean, the, to the sixth, November 6th, and there's there's nobody on the calendar. and And it's, the one I have for the book is St. Leonard of Novak because, you know, he is the one that I would look up and he is help. He is helpful to pray for those who are enslaved right now, whether it's human trafficking or they're in uh, Christians in Muslim countries and they're enslaved, whatever, for all the enslaved. And then on the um, on the seventh, another one you wouldn't have heard about, blessed Francisco Paulo Iker, and he is. Um, he was a Spanish martyr during the uh, time of the Spanish uh, Civil War when the communists were taken over Spain. He was one of those who died there. So he's another one that's not on the calendar. Also, the next day, November the 8th, Blessed John Duns Scotus. He sort of like in the Franciscans was like St. Thomas Aquinas in the Dominicans. He was a huge, brilliant mind. And whereas we all know St. Thomas Aquinas, and maybe some people will remember that he's on January 28th, that's his feast day. Well, this old guy, huge mind, blessed John Dunn Scotus, is on the 8th. So you'll learn more about him. And uh, oh my gosh, he's, he's just amazing. And his virtues of discipline and diligence and you know, so so those are those are the first eight days. And then you get things like St. Leo the Great on the 10th, St. Martin of Tours that probably most people have heard of on the 11th. You know, he's the one that 
cut his cloak in half and, half and gave it to a beggar. And then later, he's, he had an image of Jesus wearing his cloak. It's amazing. And St. Josephine Bakita, who is an African saint. And of course, she is the, like a patron for those who are enslaved. And so, because she was a slave. So she's on the 12th. So now you're going to get, oh, well, I, I remember that she, or if they heard of her, was a blessed, but I didn't know if she was a saint or not. Yes, she is. And her feast day is on the 12th. So these are some of the people coming up. St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, which you would have heard about on the 13th. St. Lawrence O'Toole, which you wouldn't have heard about on the 14th. And then St. Albert the Great on the 15th. See how I'm doing this? St. Gertrude the Great is on the 16th of November. So if you want to do a novena for any of these people in your family, if you have the book and you decide that, oh, this person, let's say Albert, one of your children is Albert and they're a patron saint. Well, you're going to back up from the 15th, nine days before, and you're going to do a novena for St. Albert for your child for their patronal feast day, right? And it is so easy. You don't have to have a formal novena. You can just say, St. Albert, please pray with me to God for this, 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 and this, a, a very informal thing. And then on his feast day, say, hey, remember what we asked for. You know, <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to be uh, anxious about prayer. Prayer can be uh, like St. Teresa of Avila said, just this friendship with God and just talking to him like we're talking to him. So you're going to go to God and say, Hey, Father, I got the big guns up there right before the face of Jesus. And I've already asked him for everything I need. Can you just do what we're asking for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember the, the uh, thing that talks about St. Teresa falling. She was, oh gosh, she was always going in these covered wagons to, to establish all these monasteries, these convents, right? And monasteries. And one day her wagon overturned and she fell right in the mud and, you know, in a puddle and mud and stuff. And she goes, well, this is terrible, you know. And he said, well, this is this is how I treat my friends. And she goes, well, if it is, this is no wonder you have so few of them. <laughs> the humor of the saints. Just wants us to talk to him and be at peace and and be friends. And so St. Teresa said that everybody should just be the, since Jesus has so few friends, everyone should be the best, especially Carmelites, because I'm a secular Carmelite, the best friends we can possibly be to poor Jesus who has Mm so few (laughs) for us. So these saints are praying with us to the Holy Trinity uh, on their feast day. And so uh, it, it really does make a lot of sense. And once I, once I understood that, then it just reoriented my whole way of prayer. So on the feast day, let's let's take St. Albert the Great coming up on the 15th. Let's say you have a child who's named Albert, and you might have a prayer card, you might have a statue. You know, it depends on the saint. But if you look in the back, that's my little prayer altar. It's I've rearranged my room right now, so it's not all tidy like I'd like it to be for you. But you can take a cloth that's red for mortar or green for ordinary time if if the person wasn't in mortar or purple for lint and you can put that on your altar and you can put the saint's prayer card the and you you can't imagine how much the children are going to connect it to that saint also another 
way of connecting the saints to their feast days so that you can pray with them easier is if you pray the liturgy of the hours and people go, oh, what's that? well, the liturgy of the hours is the second liturgy of the church. So the mass is the first and the liturgy of the hours is the second. And so you pray. I started when my children were uh, very young into homeschooling when we had first started. I started just doing the morning prayer. And oh my gosh, it was difficult to get through the morning prayer sometime. But I would pray the morning prayer and I'd tell them the saint of the day and we'd pray the morning prayer. And then we, when we did the intercessions, at that point in time, I wasn't as understanding. I learned about how they're powerful on their feast days a little later. But it's during the intercession that you can add things and ask them to pray with you for those things. Um, but having said all that, I wanted to share a quick story. And that is, if you want your children to learn scripture without trying to beat it into them or make it a study time or something they're going to think is boring, just do the Liturgy of the Hours. It's got all the Psalms and so many readings from all the different books of the Bible. And um, by the time your children get to where they're getting ready to leave home, they're going to know a lot of those, those prayers. So the story that I wanted to share with you is my youngest child, who's now 18, uh, was a child, a very little child. I don't know, maybe two or three. And we were doing the prayer and he was acting up. So I had to stop. And my, ch my older child, my second son, who was 18 at the time, he just kept going. And I, I looked from the baby over to Jared and I'm like, oh my God. It's just because it's a rhythm. It's a rhythm of prayer. The Liturgy of the Hours prepares the child, the adult for Mass, and then Mass sends you back to the personal prayer time with the Liturgy of the Hours, and it just kind of keeps going. Yeah, That's I heard someone call the Liturgy of the Hours the Dry Mass because it is an extension of that Eucharistic Liturgy. And, mm -hmm. and you see the same themes. You and I are both Third Order Carmelites. I'm, I'm just finishing my first year of formation, but this has been my year to learn how to pray the Liturgy of the Hours. And what a feast, what a feast for the soul. And there is a little bit of it in the Magnificat. If some people are getting that monthly, you know, it's links to the daily Masses and readings and everything, there is some morning and evening prayer in that as well if yes, you weren't and I, you know and i really yeah. recommend if you can getting the four volume set of the liturgy of the hours it's a little more expensive of course than the one volume but what you get is the all these saints that we're talking about you get their writings in that book that you couldn't find anywhere else literally they're in the vatican in the archives because they're not or translated or whatever, like, but you get them here in the Liturgy of the Hours. So you get a, a feel for who that person is. Like uh, um, John de Brebeuf, one of the North American martyrs, whose feast day is on October the 19th. Let me just make sure it's not the 18th, because sometimes I give that, yeah, on the 19th. He talked about how he was so ready to give his life to God for these Native Americans. He was so ready to die for Jesus. And I'm looking at it going, whoo, oh, and you're hearing it from his words. You're, you're seeing his soul in his writing. And that's, you know, you may not have time to read it all with your children. You may have time to read it yourself. Those are the second readings of the, of the Office of Readings, but they're also in the back for the saint whose feast day it is that day. 
Um, and you might just pull out a paragraph and say, look, this is the beautiful soul of St. John de Bourbeau. Listen to what he said and just read the one paragraph to your kids and it will make a world of difference in how they understand things, you know? Oh, what a wonderful idea. We yeah. are we are just starting to wrap up our time together, Belinda. So if you could just leave our audience with one or two thoughts, what would they be? Well, um, remember that Everything that we're trying to do when we're raising and schooling our children is trying to lead them to heaven. We're also trying to teach them what prayer looks like and that personal relationship to Jesus. We're trying to help them be friends to the Holy Trinity and be friends to their neighbor by doing this intercessory prayer. And the most effective way we can do that is to pray with the saints on their feast days. So. I have, I'm so committed to helping everybody do this with your families that I'm writing a book to help you do it. And um, we're hoping to, I'm going to finish this in the next couple of months. It's going to be worked on next year in the uh, spring and summer. And then by the fall of next year, it should be out. So that beginning January 1st of 2025, you can start your liturgical year right on the first day and go on. And it won't, the way these things are written, it won't take you more than three to five minutes to read them out loud. The, the little bio, the, the quote and the prayer doesn't take a lot of time. So I had three hyperactive children. I literally for the night prayer or the morning prayer had to have them doing something else while we were doing prayers. They didn't sit there with their hands folded, looking like they were very pious. I was doing the best I could to get prayer in with with three hyperactive children and people who the rest of the kids who look like it because that was the you know that was the example. So you can do this in a short amount of time and you can make sure that if you want to put up an altar that then you can do something even if it's just to put a placard that says the saint's name for that day. You can you can have one of your children or all of your children do different saints and they can go up on your altar. And so every day now you're going to have all the ones that aren't covered on their, uh, you know, on the calendar. You're going to have them in the book. You can make make them a part of your family. I love that. Make them a part of your family. In the spiritual sense, we are one big family, church militants or church suffering, church triumphant, as you said. And we are still connected. If there's more life in heaven than on earth, if, they, yeah. if we live more fully, then why wouldn't we link arms spiritually with the rest of our family and pray yes. to God together? I love, I love your perspective on this. And for anyone, any of you that want to be kept in touch about Belinda's book and when it finally does come out, we'll be waiting for that very eagerly. Again, sign up at her website, tlcwellnessinstitute.com. You can also email Belinda at Belinda T. Mooney m-o-o-n-e-y at gmail.com and in the show notes we will have her instagram and facebook accounts as well if you'd like to follow her there belinda thank you so much for being with us it's been a joy god bless you lisa god bless everybody take care i'll be praying for y'all yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Thanks for being with us. God bless you. Pray for us. Uh, as as Belinda said, we are praying for you too. Have a beautiful day in the Lord. And that's our show for today. Our program is sponsored by homeschoolconnections.com. Be sure to subscribe to Homeschooling Saints and leave us an honest review. 
God bless you and thank you for joining us.